listening to the Thornapple Valley Church Podcast. Thank you for joining us. Our hope is for you to be encouraged and to connect with God during this message. If you'd like to know more about Thornapple Valley Church, visit tbcweb.com. So it's such a privilege to be here with you. It's also such a privilege for me to be with you guys that are viewing us online. I have a very, very powerful message that can be very transformational that I will be uh, sharing with us tonight. But as my usual forte, I have to tell you a little story. So there was a young girl who came up to her mother and asked her mother, says that, how did we get the human race? And she said, well, you know, there was, there was God, and then God created Adam and Eve, and then from Adam and Eve, that's how we got the human race. And so she got to thinking about that, and so she went to her dad the next day, and she asked her dad, she says, Dad, how did we get the human race? And her father said, well, there were a bunch of monkeys, and then all the human race came from those monkeys. And so she was very confused. So the next day she went back to her mom and she says, Listen, you said that all of us came from God and from Adam and Eve. But dad said that we all came from monkeys. And the mother said, Honey, that's real simple. I told you about my side of the family. <laughs> So I want to pull from a passage of Scripture, and I'm going to cover a lot of ground, so we can't read all of it, but it's actually found in Genesis chapter 50. Genesis chapter 50, and I'll just read that, and then I'll, I'll kind of fill in some of the spaces here in telling this story. It says, When Joseph's brothers saw that their father was dead... They said, what if Joseph holds a grudge against us and pays us back for all the wrong that we did to him? <clears throat> so they sent word to Joseph saying, your father left instructions just before he died. And he says, this is what you are to say to Joseph. I ask you to forgive your brothers the sins and the wrongs that they committed in treating you so badly. Now please forgive the sins of your servants of God and your father. And when their message came to him, Joseph wept. And his brothers came and threw themselves down before him. And they said, we are your slaves. But Joseph said to them, do not be afraid. Am I in the place of God. If you know anything about this story, and if you don't, I'll fill you in. Joseph's father was Jacob. And Jacob was, let's just say, he was kind of slick. I mean, you wouldn't buy a used car from him. He just had a way of getting over on people. He met his slick uncle, Uncle Laban, and he out-slicked Laban. 
So Joseph grew up in what you would call today in our modern life, but it has existed since ancient times. He grew up in what was a dysfunctional family. I mean, anytime you got four wives, <laughs> there's going to be some dysfunction. Most of us can't keep one wife happy. Just imagine if you had four. And so the first three that he had, so two wives and two concubines, so the first three that he had, they all had children. But the, the wife that he loved the most could not bear. And finally, she bears a child, and the child that she bears, they name him Joseph. So Joseph comes into an extremely dysfunctional situation and an extreme situation where all the odds are stacked against him. Now, sometimes in your life, the odds are going to be stacked against you. And what do you do? Do you allow the odds and your reaction to the odds to define you? Or do you use the circumstances to be transformed? And so Joseph finds himself in a very difficult situation. His father Jacob did not help because now he's got brothers that are old enough to be his father that now he's in charge of. And they are very upset that he's got this coat of many colors because he's actually the supervisor on all the property who's in charge of all of his older brothers. Look at somebody and say, this situation is not going to come out right. And so they start trying to figure out how to get rid of this guy. And so they decide that they're going to kill him. And they then have a big family meeting. They throw him down into what the Scripture calls a cistern. It's actually a well. It's a pit. They throw him down because of his dreams, because he's got these dreams of doing amazing things. I want you to know that if you have a dream, most of the time before you can get to that dream, you've got to go through a pit. Now, I love the dream part. I ain't so keen on the pit part. So he has this amazing dream. He stands up on the table, and he tells his brothers and sisters about his dream. And even his parents, he says, you guys are going to be bowing down to me too. And he incurs such disfavor in his family that he ends up being sold into slavery by his family. Listen, there's a lot of wrongs that you can endure in this world. You can endure wrong from your boss. You can do, endure wrong from a business partner. Now, that hurts. You can endure wrong from a, a crazy person in traffic. But there is no wrong like the wrong that is done by a blood relative. Look at somebody and say, ouch. It hurts. It hurts in an entirely different way. I can still remember when I was in my drug days and I was 
my life was all messed up. And I went over to visit my family. And I was visiting my family, and they were all sitting at the dinner table, and everything appeared to be going good. And then I decided to leave, and I left, and then I forgot something, and I turned around and came back through the door, and it only took that amount of time for them to have a family meeting about me. That hurt. You can either react to this, or you can respond to it in a way that will cause you to grow. So he goes through that situation. He ends up on the slave box, and then he ends up being sold down into Egypt. He gets down into Egypt, and he's immediately sold into Potiphar's house, and he rises to the top. Then Potiphar's wife decides that she wants him. And he says, I cannot do such a thing at it before God. I cannot do this in the presence of God. Let me ask you a question. Are you living your life in the presence of God? Or are you living your life in the presence of trouble? And so he wouldn't do it. She tells Potiphar that he tried to rape her, and then he goes into prison. He gets into prison, and he rises. He's in prison for 17 years, and he rises to the point that he's running everything in the prison. Listen, this is a life that rises. God wants to give us a dream, and then he wants to take us through a pit because there was something that happened to Joseph in that pit is the reason why he said, am I in the place of God? So, he gets into the prison. He's running everything in the prison. And then there are two men who used to work for the king that's thrown in the prison. He interprets their dreams so they can get out, and guess what happened? They forgot him. Have you ever been forgotten? You ever did a favor for somebody and then they act like it didn't happen? And instead of him becoming a bitter third world dictator, there was something about him that rose. And that's what I want to talk to us for about for a few minutes tonight. How can we rise if we go to the part of the passage that I read where it says that their father now had passed away? He was dead now. And now the brothers, Joseph had brought the brothers down to Egypt because he had saved Egypt. He was now second in command, only under Pharaoh. And when they come down to Egypt, they had not changed. There are some people in your life that are not going to change. You can't wait for them because they're not going to change. you got to decide what you're going to do. Because 
Their dad didn't say forgive us. They made that up. After dad died, they all got together and say, we know that there's going to be consequences now that dad is gone. So you know what? We're going to tell another lie like we did when we put him in the pit. They didn't change. Listen, this passage is about the art of forgiveness. Forgiveness is not an option. When you choose not to forgive, you poison yourself. And so Joseph forgave, and I believe when he forgave is when he was hogtied, and it's actually in the Psalms, he was hogtied in that pit. And while he was down in that pit, he made a decision that God had a place and he had a place. And the place he had wasn't the place of God. Well, of course we know that we are not in the place of God. But boy, we wish we could be. I mean, if I was in the place of God, you know what I'd like to see happen to you? See, we don't take the place of God, but we have a tape that rolls in our mind that keeps us from going to sleep at night saying, if I was God, this wouldn't be happening. And what I'm saying to you in this message, and especially to you guys that are listening to us online, is that there is a place for you to learn how to respond to life. Joseph responded like a vapor. His life was like a vapor. Abel, the word in the Old Testament, the second person that was born on earth, the word actually means vapor. It is a life that rises. Jesus came and he died and he rose so that he could give you a life that would rise. And so Joseph is a, a kind of a type of Christ because no matter what situation you put him in, his life would rise up. And the reason that he rose up is because he didn't play God. Now the question I want to ask is this, and you don't have to answer me, but ask yourself, is there somebody you need to forgive? Is there somebody that's let you down? Is there somebody that's not living up to your expectations? Joseph said, listen, you don't have to worry. You don't have to fear. Am I in the place of God? Forgiveness is God has a place and God has got control of everything and I'm going to let God handle it and I'm going to handle what I'm supposed to handle. And when we choose to handle what we're supposed to handle, then our life will rise. Jesus said it this way in the Lord's Prayer. If you do not forgive those who have done things against you, it's the only conditional part of the prayer. 
then my Father will not forgive you for your sins. So if you want your prayers answered, we have to forgive. If you want to live a life that rises, you have to show grace. Because we all love grace when it's about us. But we need to be reflectors and transmitters of grace for those that we're in families with, that we're in communities with, (laughs) that we're in-laws with, that we're outlaws with, that we're in business with. Will people be held responsible? Yes, they are already being held responsible. But the God of the universe is in control. Paul says it this way. All things work together for the good of those that are called by God. Joseph had tragedy after tragedy after tragedy after tragedy, and they all led him to being second in command in Egypt. Your life is trying to rise. Let it rise and don't carry the stone weight of unforgiveness that will keep you from rising. Let God be God. And Joseph says, I'm just going to be a human being. And I'm going to live in the presence of God. I'm going to stand in the presence of God. I'm going to work in the presence of God. I'm going to think in the presence of God. I'm going to respond in the presence of God. Let's let God be God and let's be the creatures that he made us to be and then let's rise. Church, let's rise up. The country needs us to rise. The community needs us to rise. This is not the moment to take sides. This is the moment to take over. Because you are a member of God's kingdom and God's kingdom is rising. God's kingdom is rising. It's like a vapor. It's like a sweet aroma that rises before the presence of God. And even a bad situation can cause you to end up in the perfect place. Trust God. Trust God. Joseph trusted him in the pit. He trusted him in the palace. He trusted him in the prison. And he trusted him on the throne. The trust didn't change. So Lord, we just want to thank you for the fact that we can trust you. That when things come our way, and they will, that seem bad, it seems wrong, it seemed like it should have never happened, that through this thing, Lord, you can cause us to rise. So I pray, Father, that you will raise us up, 
Rise us up, Lord, to be people that are more than a conqueror. We go through the storm, but we're not destroyed by it. We go through the fire, but we're not consumed by it. We're going through, and we're going to rise up in your holy name. And we thank you, and we give you the praise, and we pray all of this in the mighty name of Jesus, a life that rises. Amen. Thank you, guys. Thank you for listening to the Thornapple Valley Church Podcast. If you found this message encouraging, we invite you to share it. For more information, visit tvcweb.com.